The Bible Study Podcast, episode 273. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study on the kingdom of God. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We ended up last week in Luke dealing with some of the verses on the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of God is like, and we're going to pick it up in Luke 13. We're going to start in verse 18 and go on through verse 30. The first one will sound very familiar. We've already dealt with this verse in Mark, but the others are new. Then Jesus asked, What is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. Again he asked, What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about sixty pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you and where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from the east and the west and north and south and will take their places in the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first, and first who will be last. So we're going to skip over, as I said, that first verse. You can see earlier where we talked about that verse in Mark. But getting into this one, the kingdom of God is like yeast. So what is yeast? Yeast is a small single-cell organism that lets off carbon dioxide. Okay, so what? But it's something that we put in bread, and it makes the bread rise. Okay, you with me so far? Now, the thing we have to understand is at this time, think of yeast as you would think of leaven or sourdough. For those of you who've ever done any cooking with sourdough bread or maybe Amish friendship bread, because I know that got really popular a while back. And the idea is that instead of going to the store and buying yeast, that what you do is you culture yeast, you take some out of today's loaf, And then you let that grow. You give it some sugar and some water, maybe, and it grows. And then you use that for tomorrow's loaf. Okay? And the idea is that you put in a little yeast and lots of flour and lots of other ingredients, but the whole shape and character of what you're baking is changed by that relatively small amount of yeast. Now, we've got a bread maker, and I know that I put in something like a teaspoon worth of yeast and cups and cups of flour, and I end up with bread. But if I take out that yeast, I end up with something very, very different. So yeast is, I want to say contagious in the sense that it affects the whole bread. And so in the same way, The kingdom of God is contagious. The kingdom of God spreads. The kingdom of God grows. The kingdom of God isn't something you just buy at the store, but it's something that you get from someone who has it. 
And I think there is that nature of the kingdom of God here. And it's interesting because there are two other natures of the kingdom of God that we look at in this other story here. And this is about the narrow door. So the question comes to Jesus, and it's a very pointed question and a very good question. Okay, are only a few people going to be saved? Basically, is this something that anybody can be saved or is it going to be few of us? Few or many? And Jesus' answer is basically few, sort of. His answer is that there's a narrow door and many will try to enter and won't be able to. All right? So there's few. He says that many will stand outside and they'll say, let us in, let us in, and the door will be closed. There's a time that the door is open and then a time that the door is closed. So the other thing we hear about this is that the entrance to the kingdom of God, there is a time period in which the gates close. Okay? And if you aren't in at that time, you're out. And that's basically what Jesus is saying. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking, sir, open the door, and he will say, go away. I don't know you. I don't know you or where you came from, but we eat and drank with you. I don't know you or where you came from. Oh, you taught in our streets away from me, you evildoer. So is the time period here, as we saw in some of the other ones, there is a time element of the kingdom of God. The, we had that sense of, in some of the other teachings, that today is the day the kingdom of God comes to you, and today is the day of your opportunity. And obviously, for each of us, there may be a different day that that door closes, because that door may close for me, because I walk into a bus tomorrow, and it may close for you in 30 years when Jesus comes, or in 40 years when you're dying of old age, and whatever date that is, that may not be the same date for all of us, but there is a time period when that door closes. So there is, it's a narrow door, not everybody's going to get in, and there's a time period in terms of in and out. Again, we talked earlier about the kingdom of God, that there is a sense of in the kingdom, out of the kingdom. Under the lordship and direction of Jesus the king, under the rules and behavior and laws that are this kingdom's rules, governed by this king, and what this king wants is what happens, or outside, a different set of rules in the way that things behave in the world with a different ruler and a different set of guidelines and a different set of beliefs. So, But the other thing that's interesting here is we get narrow, few time period, but we also get, while you're outside and watching, you'll see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the inside. Okay, no big surprise. The prophets in the kingdom of God, no big surprise again. But you will also see people come from the east and the west, the north and the south. So few, but many right? Not everybody's going to get in, but people are going to get in from all over the place. So this may have been a surprise to his listeners because he is addressing the people here he's talking to. And when he says you, some of them will be you, will be the people on the outside saying you taught in our streets because he did literally teach in their streets. So they may be surprised that he is very pointedly telling them that they may not get in And yet he's also telling them there may be others who you would think would be outside who will get in. People from the north and south, the east and the west. People all over the place. So we also learn that although few will get in, it will be a wide variety of people. So it may be few from lots of different places, which is a different non-Jewish view, perhaps, of what they were expecting. And the other thing we learn about the kingdom of God here is it's a feast. It's a party. 
you're not just getting in. You're not getting in, and then you're finding out it's a party. So you're out here weeping and gnashing your teeth, and gnashing your teeth is a particular phrase that means deep regret. Uh, I wish I had got in. I wish I had done differently. I wish I had done something else differently. I'm out here, and I wish I were in. So there's weeping and gnashing of teeth because not only do you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not only do you see the prophets, not only do you see these other people you didn't even think would be included, but you are also missing out. And now you see clearly that you are missing out on a feast or a party. And then the next verse that I want to look at is from Luke 14, Luke 14, 15 through 24. And this again is talking about a banquet. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I am on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, What you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. And so again, we get this sense of open invitation, great number of people coming, but some people excluded. And in this case, some people excluding themselves with pretty lame excuses when you think about it, how this is practically, I have to wash my hair. I have to try out my oxen because I can't possibly wait and try out my oxen tomorrow. Now, I don't know what it's like to have a new pair of oxen, a new yoke of oxen. It might be that this is the first century equivalent of me getting a new iPhone or a new computer or a new gadget or a new gizmo or a new website that I am distracted by something cool and shiny. It might be that that's what oxen are like to people in the first century, that this is something really amazing. It sounds like a pretty lame excuse to me. And it certainly sounded that way to the person who was giving the feast. Now, the one thing that I should say before we go too far is We noticed that that started with when one of those at the table with him heard this. We don't know what this was, and so we have to back up. So the context for this is Jesus is at a Pharisee's house, and they're watching him very carefully. In fact, one of the things they're watching is there's a person who comes into this banquet who is not invited, probably, who needs healing, and it's the Sabbath, and is Jesus going to heal on the Sabbath? But also, Jesus says during this feast, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed. Although you, they cannot repay you, they will repay you at the resurrection of the righteous. And that is what led into this parable about the great banquet. Now, remember that the people who he's describing, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, even the poor would be thought of 
by the people at this time as people who God has turned his back on. If you are not out of favor with God, how could you possibly be crippled, lame, blind, or even poor? That that must be a symbol, that must be a sign that God dislikes you. Now, the whole Old Testament is filled with the prophets talking about God's special care for especially the poor and those who are powerless. And yet, the people haven't learned that. They've instead thought that God has turned his back on these people. And yet, instead, he tells this story of this banquet of all of these people who come up with all of these excuses, people who are rich enough to buy fields, people who are rich enough to buy brand new, shiny new oxen, people who are desirable enough to get married, who can pay for a dowry, for instance. Those are the people who are not getting in. Those are the people who did not accept the invitation. And instead, the party is filled up with the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Again, few, but surprisingly many. Or few, and we might be surprised at who, will be in the kingdom of God. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at chris If you are enjoying this podcast and want to give it five stars on iTunes, that would be okay too. And thanks so much for listening. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.